You're listening to the Business in Morocco podcast, the podcast that discusses all things business and all things Morocco. My name is Ryan Mimone, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Kirk, and our goal is to share our knowledge and experiences in order to help you gain wisdom, skills, and habits that can help you succeed in business and in life. You can learn more about us by going to our website, moroccopodcast.com. All right, let's get started with today's episode. It's going to be a lovely day. This is episode 18. We're going to be talking today about healthy technology habits. Before we get into our topic for the day, we'll start with an update. So I'm just about to leave on a two-night team building with a company here in Morocco. Going to be heading to Bin al Widan, which is a beautiful lake just outside of Beni Malal. So that's uh, that's exciting. Looking forward to that. Going to be doing some fun activities and offering some training. Going to get... Uh, out in the kayaks on the lake, do a bit of exploring and some competition. Should be a lot of fun and also able to draw some lessons that we can apply back in the office. What about you, Ryan? How are you doing? Where are you at? What's new? Good, Ryan. First, before I get into my update, I have a question. How, how did you find this client? How did you uh, sign them up as a, as a customer? Well, originally it was through somebody that I, I met just in my, my network that was working at this company. And we had lunch. I explained a little bit what I do and some of the training that I offer, both through my own personal company and also through Franklin Covey. And then he introduced me to the head of the training department. We had a conversation. And the reason why I was able to sign this client was because Number one, they need a native English speaker. So it's a multinational company that has employees coming from a variety of nations and they primarily use English as their, you know, their language of doing business. And the second reason was because the, the head of the training department really wants employees to get outside of the office, go away for these kind of weekend retreats and do outdoor activities, experiential learning, time in nature. And so she wanted a trainer that had a framework for that and had experience doing that. That's something that I've done in the past. It's a little bit part of the the culture in Canada, you know, going off to a lake or up to the woods, going to summer camps, doing all kinds of sports and activities and competitions in order to de-stress, in order to grow closer together, in order to learn principles that you can apply in the office. So because I had that that framework, that understanding, that experience, I was able to get my foot in the door and sign a one-year contract. So it's been a lot of fun and it's been uh, great for business. That's a great example of how your network can open a door, but your skills and experience are what end up closing the deal. Hmm. Thanks for sharing. On our end, we are back in Morocco. Happy to be back. It was a long, good, hard trip to the (laughs) States. Glad to be home. Marhaba. Welcome back. Thanks. Yeah, it's Friday and uh, I have a meeting with Duty Free this afternoon. So 
I will let you know how that goes on our next episode. But looking to negotiate a retail agreement uh, for the painter that I represent. Mm-hmm. Other than that, just getting used to this beautiful weather and getting back into life in Morocco. Life is, is, is a bit different here compared to the States. Uh, in fact, that was one of the things I realized over my two months in the States is I have gotten used to life in Morocco and there are a lot of things that appeal to me about it uh, versus the lifestyle in the United States. So, You know, I know our listeners will be dying to hear your perspective. I often get asked, oh, why did you choose to come to Morocco? You know, what do you love about it? So why don't you just share one of the two things, one or two things that you really appreciate about being back home? Well, I like the vibe of the city. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that so much of life in Morocco and especially in Casablanca takes place on the streets. Mm-hmm. I like I like the energy of the people. I like the fact that when you walk down the streets, you encounter all types of different businesses and different people, and people are working and doing things, and they're grinding out. To me, when I'm in Casablanca, the energy of the people, it just feels like more is at stake every day. Hmm. That people are working hard that they're making things happen and they're doing what it takes to live and survive. You just don't get that energy in a lot of places in the United States. People are in their cars, they're in their houses. There isn't the same kind of life and energy on the streets Hmm. as there is in Morocco. And and that's one of the things uh, that I missed when I was in the States. I would go walking places and I would literally be the only person walking around. Yeah. And I could walk for miles and not encounter a single other pedestrian, maybe somebody who's out for a run or a bike ride, but it's just not the same. Yeah. So that's just one example. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I love all that too. But I also miss the availability of the produce and the fruit and vegetables and and the cost of living. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. Much, much cheaper in, in Morocco. And, and I think probably the main thing, I'm just happy to be back in my own house. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome back. Let's get into our topic for the day. You want to lead us off? Sure. Healthy technology habits. One of the things I realized also while I'm here in the United States is... People don't have great technology habits. They're, they're not always healthy. In Morocco, we do not own a television. And almost every place we've stayed, whether it's with friends or a hotel or an Airbnb, the centerpiece is almost always a television, the centerpiece of the household. It's couches and a television. And I know that this can be the same way in Morocco as well. And what I realized about my trip home and the centerpiece of television is that we watched a lot more television during our trip in the States on a daily basis just because it was there, just because it was available and it was easy to get the remote control and turn it on and find something to watch. When you turn on the television and there are hundreds of channels to choose from, you can waste a lot of time watching things that you don't necessarily like 
that are not necessarily beneficial, but you just watch it because it's there. And so we spent a lot of time watching television, whereas if we had been confronted with the same situation in Morocco, we would have picked something else to do because we don't have a, a television. And I was looking up the stats regarding the usage of media in the United States. A big trend in the United States is people are cord cutting, which is another way of saying they're getting rid of their television and getting rid of their television subscription, whether it's satellite or cable. And when they survey these people, more than half of them, it was a survey of 528 people who had disconnected their cable or canceled their television subscription. And more than half of them surveyed said they did not miss it at all. Hmm. Nothing. Wow. And of the people who did say they missed it, the main things they missed were uh, live sports and live news. And if you look at that, you realize that there are many options for watching live sports. You can go to a cafe. If you want to get the news, you can get it on your phone or on your tablet or computer. I think we're increasingly moving to a world that does not need television. Mm. And when you talk about healthy technology habits, my advice when it comes to television is get rid of it. Get rid of it fast for 30 days. Yeah. Uh, many of our Moroccan listeners, they know exactly <laughs> what it means to fast. Yeah. So try fasting from television for 30 days. And at so the you mean just, days, during, just during daylight hours then? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I mean all day, every day. Okay. I mean fast all day, every day for 30 days from television. And, and then look at your life for the last 30 days. Is it materially better? Is it materially worse? Can you not live without certain television programs? Really take a look at your life and ask yourself, what did you do at that time that you weren't watching television? Did you read one of the books that we recommended in the last episode? Did you listen to a podcast? Did you practice a musical instrument? Did you exercise? All of these things that actually produce benefits in your life, whereas it is the very rare occasion that uh, television will materially benefit your life. Yeah, we had the exact same experience. Um, we rented an apartment. We were living in Quebec City one season and our apartment had a huge television and kind of right in the center of the salon. And when I look back on that time that we lived there, we watched an excessive amount of television that we haven't matched either before or since. And it just had to do with the fact that it was there. It was just right in your face. And the book I recommended last episode on our podcast, Atomic Habits, the author uses the term friction to describe you know, how easy or difficult it is to, to do an action. And so when there's a habit you're wanting to stop, one of the things you can do is just to add more friction. So even something as simple as putting the remote control into a drawer or removing the batteries from the remote control and putting it in a separate spot or unplugging the television. Even small acts like that increases the friction of how much television you will watch and it will reduce the amount. And you can apply the same principle if you want to foster good habits 
by reducing friction. So if you wanted to eat more healthy food, just by having a, a bowl on the counter that has you know, fruit that you can just grab, you know, an apple or a pear or an orange, rather than having a plate of fresh cookies, it's going to increase the, the amount of healthy food that you consume. So we're the same as you. We, we don't have a television, but we do have multiple screens. You know, we've got a couple laptops in the house. We have some tablets. We have our phones. So we can still watch a movie. We, we bought an old projector for 500 dirhams, and we have a pretty much blank white wall in our salon. So every couple of weeks on a Friday night, we'll watch a movie with the kids, just stream it on a laptop. It's no, no problem. So we're not really missing out. And there's lots of television shows that you can still stream or, or keep up with and even live sports. However, it's extra effort than just plopping down on the couch and pushing on with a remote control. So that extra friction definitely reduces the amount of time we spend watching television. Yeah, I like the analogy of trying to lose weight. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to lose weight, don't keep junk food in the house. Yeah. Don't let it be a temptation. Yeah. Only have healthy food. And then whenever you go to eat something, it'll be healthy and you won't have the temptation to eat something that is bad for you or could cause you to gain weight. With the same principle applying to your media content. Mm -hmm. If you know that watching television is a temptation and you know that most of the time you watch it, it's a waste of time, then get rid of it. Don't allow it to be a temptation. Force yourself to spend your time doing other things. I once read a study that said you actually burn less calories watching television than you do sitting and staring at a wall. Wow. Because your brain is actually having to do work while you're staring at the wall. You're actually thinking. Your brain is actually having to think and to process and to do things, whereas it almost takes no effort to watch television. That's incredible. It's incredible. Are you looking for books in English in Morocco? Well, search no more www.englishbooks.ma is a new Moroccan online bookstore specializing in English books. Order from a huge selection of more than 100,000 titles that can be delivered all over Morocco. The website features an express delivery section which offers titles guaranteed to arrive at your door in three days or less. Many of the books we have recommended on this podcast are available so check out EnglishBooks.ma and start shopping and reading. Now back to the show. Well, let's shift to talking about social media because I know a lot of our audience, they might be thinking, well, yeah, I don't, I don't spend much time watching television, you know, like maybe when I'm with my parents or, you know, when I go visit home, but they're spending a lot of time with their phones or potentially on their laptop. So... What are some tips and advice we can share about taming our technology when it relates to cell phones, mobile phones? Well, one of the, the first ones that I've used is to put some of my least productive but most addictive or tempting apps to only access them on a computer or other device that I'm not carrying with me all the time. For example, 
If you know you waste a lot of time on Facebook, then delete the app from your phone and only access Facebook on a computer or a tablet, another device that is not with you all day long. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the ways that you can reduce the amount of time that you're wasting on social media. Mm-hmm. But you can still stay connected to the people in your network, uh, your friends and your family. Yeah. But it's not a temptation to be checking it all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah, I just finished the book Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, which has a lot of excellent principles about controlling your technology. And what you just described is where you you are able to maximize the benefits of an application like Facebook without being sucked into all the negative parts of it. So you might say, well, I want to know what's happening in my friends' lives. I want to look at photos. I want to be able to comment on things. I want to be able to get information, visit sites or um, Facebook pages, be part of communities, and even find out about events. But you can access all those benefits from a laptop. But it does exactly what you said, which is it reduces the temptation to just open your phone out of habit because you're bored or you're escaping some situation you know um, you're waiting in line or you know the, there's a lull in conversation when you're out with friends and it also eliminates the option for these companies to grab your attention by strategically giving you notifications oh so-and-so just liked your picture or so-and-so commented on your photo makes you want to know what did they say what was their comment and it it grabs your attention it it sucks sucks you in but it can end up being a a long process of pulling yourself away from your phone and getting back to the present moment you should be living in yeah we've talked about this on previous episodes but i think it's good to mention it again that there are teams of people in silicon valley in california in the united states whose sole job it is to get you to continue, to open an app and to keep using an app for as much of the day as possible. Mm-hmm. And these people are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to figure it out. And they don't necessarily care whether you're actually benefiting from having the app open. They're just measuring how long you have it open and whether or not you click on ads. And that's the most important thing to them. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that they are specifically designing the app to manipulate you into certain kinds of behaviors, it's important to take that into consideration and put up safeguards to falling into that trap and wasting a bunch of time. Now, interestingly enough, this sort of goes against my own business interests because a lot of what I do is help small businesses acquire new customers using social media. But we often try to do it by offering the potential customers something of value, whether it's content marketing, an article, a promotion, a benefit of some kind. But despite my business model and what I do for my clients, the truth remains that too much screen time, too much social media is not good for your health. Mm -hmm. Yep, the research is solid on that. The more you use social media, the higher likelihood that you are unhappy 
and even much more serious than that, depression, um, rates of suicide, all those numbers are correlated with use of social media. So even though you know, the I generation is, is so young, it's, it's difficult to see where this is headed. Uh, we can only make predictions. It's definitely clear that more time on our phones is not good for us. And it's not something we should be um, ignoring. Yeah, the two other things I have regarding phones and social media is one, just turn off all your notifications. Don't allow your apps to beep or to send you a message or a pop-up anytime they want. Just turn all that stuff off. That way, your decision to use your phone and social media will be more intentional mm -hmm. and it won't be so distracting throughout the day. Mm -hmm. The second piece of advice, and it's fairly simple, is to recharge your phone in a different room of the house and not your bedroom. Mm -hmm. And if you have to use something to wake you up to go to work in the morning, get an old-fashioned alarm clock and use that to wake yourself up. Don't use your phone. Keep your phone in another room. Keep it charging in another room. Don't have it be the temptation to be on the phone till right before you go to bed and have it be the first thing that you do in the morning. Try to uh, do something else at the end and the beginning of the day. Yeah, I love that. One great quote that can be applied to many things but is often used with technology is that, you know, technology makes a, a wonderful slave, but it makes a terrible master. And when we allow notifications to pop up on our phone, in many ways, we're becoming the slave because we're giving access to our attention at any time of the day. And we all know that it can be very, very tempting to pull away, even from a great conversation, even, even from something we're really enjoying in the present, even from something that's really important because of a notification that comes up on our phone. But especially when we're doing something that we're not necessarily enjoying, but we should be doing it. So when you're doing some really deep work, when you're studying, when you're tackling a challenging task, when you're having a difficult conversation, when you're trying to learn something, a notification can pull us out of that important moment. And we, we want to check the notification because it would be far more enjoyable and far easier, but not beneficial. And I've, I've taken your advice, Rai. I bought an old, not old, I bought an alarm clock I ordered it on Jumia um, a couple months ago so that I don't have to rely on my phone to wake me up because that was kind of an excuse I was using for having my phone plugged in in the bedroom was, well, that's what I use to, to wake up in the mornings. I already wear a watch, so there might be some of our listeners that should invest in a, in a wristwatch because how many times have you picked up your phone, quote unquote, to check the time, but ended up wasting minutes or even more than that on of your life on some social media rabbit hole that you got sucked into. So get yourself an alarm clock, plug your phone in somewhere else, and you can have set hours that it's plugged in. It's kind of docked, you know, from 11 to 7 a.m. or midnight to, to 8, whatever your hours are that it's just not a part of your life. 
One last tip I'll share that, that can be really freeing is leaving the house without your phone. This is a really exciting thing to try um, because you can learn a lot about the dependency you have on your phone. Now, there's sometimes there's legitimate reasons that you miss your phone, like, oh, I forget what I'm supposed to get at the grocery store. I'm going to call my parents. I'm going to call my my spouse and ask, clarify. Or you want to take a picture of something or you need to use Google Maps. You know, those are legitimate reasons where you, you might really miss your phone. But I think what people will notice is how many illegitimate moments they go to use their phone just out of habit or to escape the situation they're in. And those are the moments that by leaving the house without your phone, you can begin to address them. You can begin to tackle those negative habits um, because you can notice, wow, I was just about to pull my phone out of my pocket, but, but why? I don't really need it. I don't really need to know what's happening in the world of social media at the moment. There's no reason for it. So I've started to do this. It takes a little more forethought and preparation, but it can be a really freeing feeling to be out in the world and to be unreachable. Yeah, these are great points, Ryan. I think one of the things I'd like to emphasize to our listeners is that nothing we're suggesting here is easy. We're not claiming that doing these things and making them habits of your life is like turning on a switch. You are going to face resistance. It's going to be hard to stop watching television. It's hard to get rid of social media apps on your phone. It's hard to... uh, turn off the screens and do other things. We do not pretend that the doing all these things is easy. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is it's worth it. Yeah. And if you give it a shot, you'll find that your life can improve if you do it the right way. The last aspect of healthy technology habits I'd like to mention is the use of the computer. A lot of us are using computers for work and for email and other personal things. There are some good habits you can have when using your computer. One of them is wearing blue light blocking glasses. A lot of research is coming out showing that that blue light has a negative impact on the health of your eyes and it can also negatively impact the quality of the sleep that you get. So even if you don't need eyeglasses for magnification, you can get eyeglasses with blue blocking light to wear when you're on the computer or looking at other screens so that you maintain the health of your eyes and the quality of your sleep. Some other good habits is not having your computer screen too close to you, uh, using an extended keyboard so that You can have good posture when you're sitting at your desk and sitting up straight. A lot of people are developing back problems and neck problems because they're spending too many hours of the day hunched over at a computer. Another good tip is using noise-canceling headphones so that you're not being distracted while you're working and doing other things on the computer. We mentioned this when we talked about deep work in episode number two. And the last one I'll mention is a habit that may not be appropriate for everyone, but I think it is manageable, and that is putting on your calendar two times 
per day where you check email and not checking email all day and not allowing those email notifications to uh, disrupt your normal workflow. Mm-hmm. So that's that sums up the, the advice I have for healthy technology habits. That's great. Lots of good stuff in there. I need to apply some of it myself too. Before we go today, I would like to mention a message that we got from one of our new listeners. His name is Taha. And he says, hello, guys, I just discovered your podcast and went through its episodes and would like to thank you for the effort and time you have invested in these podcasts. I find it really helpful for learning English. And also, it is a good opportunity to know the opinion of foreign people about Morocco and our culture. I really enjoyed listening to your podcast. And thanks again. Good luck. Thank you, Taha, for your feedback. Thank you for your message. And we look forward to uh, doing the best we can to communicate wisdom and give you helpful tips and share our experiences of living and working in Morocco. You've been listening to the Business in Morocco podcast. My name is Ryan Kirk, here with my co-host, Ryan Maimon. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Download our entire library of podcasts on our website, moroccopodcast.com, where you'll also find extra resources related to each episode in the show notes, including a transcript of the show. If you've got a question or topic you think we should cover on the podcast, fill out the form on moroccopodcast.com or email us at ryan at moroccopodcast.com and we'll give you a shout out on the show. Our theme music is Lovely Day by Bill Withers, used under Creative Commons, and we hope you'll have a lovely day doing business in Morocco. We'll see you next time.